Welcome to the Church on the Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us for this, the second uh, uh, Jonah Part 2. <laughs> Jonah Part 2. <laughs> of, the, of the first the message. First week, yeah. <laughs> How are we ever going to preach the whole I don't know. Message. You know, we yeah. our temptation, uh, I think we're, we're maybe falling into it a little bit today, is to preach the book, and we're not. Okay. We, we have to be careful yeah, not to preach you're it. You're right. Oh, you're right. We have... We do have a lot to cover. But but um, there's so much background that I already know so that I'm not going to get everything in the sermon. And part of the, part of the reward for you podcast people, all seven of you, is that... Is there more than seven? There's more than seven. Okay, okay. Is that you get some of the nuggets that uh, yeah, maybe... That maybe we, don't make it on a Sunday yeah, morning. Yeah, it's not that yeah. we're trying to hide them or something, but they're super nerdy or... Um, or you there's know, only and there's only so much only time so much on time. Sunday morning. You know, in a sermon, you're preaching, you're preaching from the text, and you're preaching the text to drive to certain points. You're not just doing a conversation and yeah. discourse. So. Yeah. So we got to make sure that this isn't where we do the sermon, right. and, and that on Sunday morning we don't just sit around and talk about trivia and such. Right. Yeah. So, but we <laughs> we are. Uh, having a vigorous discussion here of, of the the beginning of Jonah. We're looking, uh, you may remember from the first podcast, at the first 10 verses of Jonah, and I think we made it to verse 3. We, we made it to verse, verse three, 3, where he pays the fare, goes okay. down, and goes, and he starts off to Tarshish. Now, right. uh, you know, Tarshish is mentioned in the Bible elsewhere. We, th- I think it's in Spain. Okay, far west, the opposite direction. There I think, are as you some mentioned. other people there's, who agree with you. That, yeah, you yeah. Know, Spain and it's debated. Seems a likely location. Yeah, it is debated. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a place in Spain that the name was Tarsesos, you know, and um, in Spanish, I think. Uh, and there's reason to think that even in Solomon's time, there was trade between Israel and that port, and they shipped baboons and peacocks and all kinds of stuff. What it's else? In the Bible. What else would you ship? I mean, baboons and peacocks, apes. That seems is another reasonable to me. You can look it up on your own. Uh, but uh, point being that this was an opulent place. It's not like he was saying, "Okay, you want me to go to this hard mission field?" So, but I, I don't want to do that. But I'll go to this. I'll go, you know, to this other hard place. He's like, no, no, no. He, he's, you know, in this tale of opposites you know when he should be arising and he's going down when he should be going east he's going west when he should be going to his enemies where god has commanded him to go he flees towards wealth and prosperity and comfort yeah tarshish would have been such a a great prophet of god he's a real great prophet great prophet and he trusts in the technology of the day one of the authors and i don't know if this nerdy point is going to come out that that any ship that could have gone that long a voyage on the mediterranean you know, you're going been, from one end to, to the, the other. other. Yeah. This is complete. Yeah. And they would have maybe had to stop for supplies and stuff. But it, this would have been the high-tech ships of the day, able to carry a lot of cargo, fairly big, you know. Uh, and, you know, he's trusting in that technology to get him there, just like we trust Away in technology. Away from the presence of the Lord. Yeah, technology, technology will get me there. I don't, get me we there. don't need God anymore. We've out-teched him. Yeah. Yeah, we got stuff. Absolutely. With keyboards and touch screens and, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll flee from the presence Virtual of God. Virtual reality church, you know? We don't need the real presence of God. Just Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's weird. Uh, so, <laughs> he, but it, it's meant to be funny that, that funny, but it causes us to look at this, right? Like, 
do we too think we can get away from the presence of God just because we have technology, just because we have wealth and comfort? Or, you know, if God's called us to do something, can we really get away from that? And I would, I would encourage you to think about that in your season. If God has put something on your heart, even if it was a, as a little kid, a 10-year-old, God hasn't forgotten. I remember one of the stories, Angie, one of our church members, God telling her long ago as a child she would go to Africa. And she never forgot that. But she, she started her family early and, and raised kids and grandkids. And then God took her to Uganda in her 70s. You know, God like never forgot. Yeah. You know, I, I, I told you you're going to do this. And I really told you that. Even though you were a child, I'm I'm not going to forget. And I'm not saying Angie is Jonah-esque, but saying God calls us to something. You can run, but can't hide. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's not personal to you in any way, is it? <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to tune in to tune a, in uh, to one of your talks. A Lent a Lent soup supper, perhaps. Uh, yeah, it's coming, folks. Out, we're so. going to hear something good, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but this, and you know, I the prodigal prophet book, this is why I picked it when I read this. It's like, oh, I've never made this connection of the, the prodigal son story in, in the, or prodigal father story, if you want to call it, in, in Luke 15. That in the first half of the book, we see Jonah being like that, that younger brother who runs away from the father, you know, the prodigal son, we call him. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get away from the father and have this opulent, luxurious easy life and and yet it doesn't work out and he crashes and burns um and he's hanging out with the pigs you know not quite the belly of a fish but pretty bad but it would have stunk because yeah yeah and not he, like fish but like pigs and he eats what the eats what the pigs are eating yeah. yeah yeah and and he returns to the father and so i i i think that's a really interesting insight i think jesus i think jesus knew the book of jonah really well yeah and when you start to look at Jesus' ministry, he he said, I give you, he was talking to these religious people and said, I'm not going to give you any sign. I'll give you the sign of Jonah, you know. And he related his death to the time that Jonah spent in the fish. So Jesus knew the book of Jonah. I think he 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 hints at it in his stories. He He mentions it directly. Yeah, that's something to think about. All right. Verse 4? Yes. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Verse 4. The Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea. What do you think about that? The Lord hurled. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the Lord who created the earth and the sea and the heavens. Yeah. If he wants to hurl something... He can hurl it. He can hurl it and... And hurl it like none other. And I don't want to be on the receiving (laughs) end of it. Doesn't matter how technological (laughs) your boat is, right? No, it doesn't. And, and, And... this, you know, perhaps one of the the biggest, best, most technologically advanced, which seems funny to say of ancient times, but uh, they were advancing the best in of their, their the best of their times. Ship um, is is at risk. You know, they throw the the storm is so great that it's at risk of coming to pieces. Yeah. And there was something you mentioned that was really interesting about the language yeah, that's used to the describe the language at our, at our Bible study. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Philip Carey mentions one of the commentators I'm reading, really good book if you find it, Philip Carey, but uh, that the active language for the ship threatening to break up actually gives the action to the ship, meaning that the ship, in a sense, is 
you know, deciding, is it worth staying alive in this storm, in a sense? Uh, and you would have gotten that feeling in the Hebrew more. But the, everything in this book is obeying God, except Jonah. Except Jonah. Like the pagans, the yeah. storm, the winds, the the cattle, the you name it. The foreign king, the worm, the vine, everything but Jonah. Even the ship is like, man. This is tough. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah's asleep. Jonah, But yeah. we're, we're not yeah. quite there yet. No, uh, yeah. But the, the, <laughs> this might take a third part. Uh, it, the Lord hurled. Do you know that this word for hurled is used elsewhere in the Bible and in ancient literature? And it's usually used with a spear. Okay. So it's yeah. like, I mean, just think of, like, God is throwing down this storm. Uh, and just... Throwing it down. and A tempest. I do not want to be in a storm like that. No. No. This is why I don't go on cruises. I've been on a... What if, what if, what if like, I go on a cruise and I, and it ends up like God was like, Corey, I did not want you on this cruise. And hurls I down. know. And then you'd be like Paul and Acts where we just ended. Wow. And you're like, but Paul, that was, that was like, God's... I want my money back. This is not the kind of cruise I wanted. <laughs> Jonah <laughs> does not get his money back. Jonah that is another thing that back. I don't think I'm going to be able to work in the sermon maybe, but Barnhouse, another great uh, preacher from the past, he says, Jonah doesn't get a refund. No. When you go, when you go, and the the life application point here is when we go our own way and it crashes and burns, we don't get a refund. You're just out, yeah. But the cool thing is, if you go God's way, I mean, there's going to be some cost to it, but ultimately, actually, God pays. Yeah, He provides. He pays when you go His way, and I think that's a really cool thought. Like Jonah gets a free ride back to where he was supposed to be going. Maybe smell a little bit like fish, but. Uh, Maybe it didn't because well, it's fresh, as you were saying. Anyway, um, so the, the the ship threatened to break up. Like the ship was there. I'm going to break up is the yeah. language that yeah. we would feel. But then the mariners were afraid. That's my favorite baseball verse. Uh, yeah. Verse 5 says the, the mariners or the seamen were afraid. And uh, each each cried out to his own God. This is a what we call pluralism. They're pagan, but they're pluralist in that they each probably came from different locations. This is probably a multi-ethnic or multicultural crew. Uh, maybe some of them are from Tarshish, you know, in order to speak that sure. language over there. Some of them are from um, Assyria or, or Palestine yeah, or whatever, Palestine. you know. Yeah. But, they, but they each have different gods. This is a, they, some of them probably worship multiple gods, polytheism, worshiping multiple gods. And, and they're afraid. Like They're like, well, the, the gods, let's try this figure this out and let's pray to whatever gods we can and get this storm stopped. Uh, that did not work. No. The the pluralism, because <laughs> uh, the polytheism did not work. No. Why? Because there is only one God. There is only one God and yeah. they, they don't and, know his name. They don't know his name. But yet. they're not, I mean, they're trying their best. Yeah, they just I don't know the name of God. The one guy who knows the name of God on the boat is asleep. Is asleep. Doesn't care about their life. Somehow sleeping through a tempest. He is killing them or he putting is, their lives at risk. risk. Yeah, That's not like the church though, is it? I'm not going to go there. That we know, <laughs> we know the way we are saved. <laughs> we know the way out of death. We know the way we uh, right, can rescue yeah. sin. And if we fall asleep at the job, we can't blame the world for going to hell. No. No. Okay. It's, it's our, that might be in my sermon Sunday. Yeah, well... Yeah, it's our it's job. not the church's you know, job to, to sleep when, on God's grace. No, yeah. gosh, when you know the truth 
and you know God's grace and God's mercy, we're called to share it, not to hold it, you know, for ourselves. Now Tim's preaching. Yeah. Yeah. He's much more reserved than I I am. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. And, uh, yeah. But, you know, Jonah's holding on to the truth that could save them. Yeah. And and, sleeping on it. And sleeping on it. uh, Drives me nuts. Yeah. Okay. So... They, they do their level best, all they know how to do. They're experienced sailors on one of the best ships of the day. They throw their cargo overboard. That's the whole reason they're working. They're yeah, losing their like profit. If they, yeah, if they don't they, get they, there with they, the cargo, there's nothing. They, yeah, the whole reason they're they're not sailing for fun. They're sailing so, for money, so the, the so, money's out the window. And they're basically saying, we hope to escape this our, with our lives. Our lives I mean, are more important than profit yeah, at this point. So yeah, we got to like, do what we, we can. we can't make any future profit if we don't have a life. Right. So let's do what we can. And is that funny how our when our lives are threatened, then we get clarity about you know what's really what's valuable. really valuable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these guys are like, well, our lives are important. Let's get rid of the stuff. Yep. So they uh, throw it all overboard. But Jonah is not helping. He is not. As we mentioned, he's he's down down. It says he had laid down. He'd gone down. It says down twice in verse five. He's down sleeping in in the bowels of the ship, if you want to call it that. And the captain, the salty captain comes down, you know. We don't know if he has a hook or patch or anything. Nope. But uh, do you want to say it in your voice? No, 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 no. no. I, Come on. What, what what, what, it yeah, it says, Arr, what do you <laughs> mean, you sleeper? Arise! <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good, Tim. There's some, yeah. yeah. There's my salty was, was on there. You got to do that's a, that's a sailor oh, thing. Your guard. This is a sailor thing. Yes. Swab the deck. He gets down there like, what are you doing? Yeah. That, and he calls he, him sleeper. He's probably out of his mind. I mean, I'm just right. like, what are you doing? <laughs> the captain, he's responsible for the ship, he, you know, for the crew. Uh, and here, this guy who's paid this fare is not, doesn't care. And like, well, again, the polytheistic approach, at least call out to your God. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and they don't use the word Yahweh there. No, because the general yeah. word for God at this point. It's important right. for when they use the word Yahweh, you'll see the capital letters uh, uh, or Lord in capital letters when they use Yahweh. But when they use just God, little g, they're they're using a generic word for God, and there's a there's a play on that throughout the book. But so, and he says, perhaps God will give a thought to us that we may not perish. Now, why is that funny? Why? What's the joke there? I don't know, Corey. What's the joke there? The the pagan captain, the pagan captain is calling the prophet is, to pray. It's hilarious. It is funny. It's like. <laughs> Jonah is so bad at his job and so disobedient and so just does not want to do what God wants him to do that yes. God is using a pagan, salty captain to tell him what to he should be doing. To call him to do his job. To do his job. To yeah, pray. To pray. It's like if if a non-Christian came in here to me and, and told me, hey, would your church actually reach us, please? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a harsh word for Jonah. Yeah. I, okay. Um, and the funny thing is, perhaps God will give a thought to us, he says. Perhaps. He's, he's already given a thought yeah. to them, right? He, he, he's given more than a thought. He wants to save and rescue all people, but he's using his chosen people to do that, and they are being disobedient uh, in that time. So, 
Verse 7, he said, they said to one another, now we get to the sailors, the mariners, the seamen. They said to one another, come, let us cast lots. What are lots? Uh, like dice. Dice, okay. Like drawn straws. <laughs> that we may know on account of this evil come upon us. So the, the best superstitious means they know how, okay? We, we don't need to judge that. They're trying to figure out what's going wrong. So they cast lots. Lots falls on Jonah, right? God, God uses their very maybe... Um, not fully appropriate ways, but it's how they know how to do things, and he uses them. Actually, the Bible mentions us- using lots, and the disciples use lots in the they New used, Testament they did. to prick, how they to pick chose Matthias. Matthias, that's right, to b- replace Judas. So, um, tell us on on whose account this evil has come upon us, and, and what is your job? Where do you come from? What is your country? What people of you? And then he says to them really general things, right? Yes. He doesn't really tell them who he is. He tells them he's a Hebrew, which is a more general word. Sure. He tells them, I fear the Lord. Or right. some have, I worship the Lord. Right. And How's like, he doing on that? Yeah, not so good, right? <laughs> I mean, here we have the Lord gave him a word, and he's being disobedient. Yeah. I worship the Lord. And yet he's sa- trying to sail away from the presence he, of the Lord. He wor- he worships the version of the Lord that he, he, that believes he likes. Him. Yeah. The, the image of God that he's created that can keep him Ooh. comfortable. Not Ooh. that Christians would ever do this. You know, I can worship the Lord, but only from certain hymnals. Yeah. I can worship the Lord, but only if the sermon is 25 to 30 minutes, right? Or yeah. less would be great. I can worship the Lord on my terms. Uh, as long as he doesn't call me to do anything uh, scandalous, like share my faith with my neighbor, because my faith is private. No! Doesn't These, work like that. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work no. like that. So... He, but he is, but in his mind, I think he really believes himself here. This is how convincing we can be to ourselves. Yeah, I, he, I worship God. I'm a Christian. You know, yeah, he's created his own version of the of reality. Yeah. You know, and and he's put God in his box where he thinks this is how he operates, and he's got a box for himself too. And he's like, this is what I'm willing to do. So he's and, uh, put God in a box. Yeah. Is that a good idea? No. Not a good idea. Well, I don't know how the God who created the earth and the sea and the heavens and whatever could fit in any box that we could make. Right. And uh, what we see he can't. Here, what we see here is how extraordinarily outside the box God works uh, in, in very strange ways. I mean... And how serious is he is about loving those Ninevites who we already said are pretty brutal people, but... His love is so radical for them. He is willing to do this to his to yeah. Jonah. Like yeah. um, God loves the world, and if they're Christian, there are so many Christians who beat up on the world and oh, they pass these laws or I don't like those people. It's like that is not the point. Yeah. Uh, God loves all people. Every God person loves you disagree people. with. God loves. Yeah, even if they're enemies towards you. I mean, yeah. even a terroristic state doesn't yeah. love the things they do. I don't think he liked no. that he, they skin people alive or but, something. But Jesus but, died on the cross for those people. Yeah, and so if we say we fear the Lord, if we say I love Jesus, then okay, do we really love the Jesus of the Bible, who died? For our enemies, who says, forgive your enemies, love those who persecute you, pray for them, right? Yeah. Do we really want to do that? You know? Or do we, as Christians, get upset when someone of a different faith background gets elected to Congress? 
Yeah. Been a little bit of that lately. There's been a lot of that, you know? And like, oh, yeah. we're a Christian nation and we just need to be inside of our box and then we, you know, make God into an American. I have news for us. God is not American. No. Is that crazy to say? No. God is not I don't, American. Well, I don't think so. Okay, he's not Canadian. He's not a Syrian. Oh, he's he's awfully kind, like the Canadians. <laughs> and he probably likes maple syrup. But, I'm sure but, he okay, does. Okay, okay. He's not Canadian. But he's not, no. But he is the God of all he's nations. The God of the over all nations. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he tells them of this God who made the sea and the dry land. And then those men whose lives are at risk, they were. They get it. They're exceedingly afraid. And Jonah, it implies, is not. And they say, what have you done? Like, what have you done to dishonor that God? And what have you done to yeah, us? There's so much implied there. you have to do something pretty big to get to this, get kind, this of kind of storm. Yeah. yeah. And, and the men, then it says, knew he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord. And it says Yahweh there. The, yeah. The, so you have that the holy God of the Bible. From, from the generic God to... They are now saying... The God of Israel, in way, the sovereign God yeah. who created the, the world. And in a sense, they're saying that that God is the real God because he's doing all this stuff that's happening to us. And a lot of the scholars are saying, we, we are seeing the conversion of the pagan sailors here by Jonah doing the opposite of what he's supposed to do, which is pretty awesome that God can still save people despite his people not doing what they should do. So God can still Thank save people despite the church not always doing what it's been called to do love yeah. and witness and share and give sacrificially uh to its community you know and god will still reach people but he wants to use his people to love the world right amen so man these first 10 verses are packed and the whole book is packed what do, what do, what do we say in the last minute here to encourage oh people <laughs> What should they you, do? This is you should read the rest of the story. Read the book, uh, and this is not where you know it ends. No, you know, there's so much more. This and, is just the beginning. And this is a challenging book. Um, it should challenge you in your faith, but it should also encourage you. So look for the challenges. Look for the encouragement, right. and be honest with yourself. I there think you as you read this, and and pray, asking God to open your heart to what he wants you to learn how, and how does he want you to change yeah. god how am i being like jonah, jonah. Yeah. the book of jonah is like a mirror if you watch the bible project video if you didn't i encourage that and it it, it kind of leads to that point yeah. that the, the book of jonah is like a mirror and helps us see ourselves honestly so great yeah. this has been fun tim it has been and we are all of these going to take two parts i don't know we'll okay. see well, uh, thank you all for listening. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop studio in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington. Uh, have a great day.